I want to talk to you this morning about being planted by the river. And uh, this one's kind of hard on me, but, you know, we right now, we all have something that weighs heavy on us or causes us confusion in our mind and, and pulls us one way to another. And I was talking to a brother yesterday on, uh, on Facebook, not Facebook, but on the phone. And, uh, we, we were just talking about, you know, how, how easy it is for us to say, man, I'm tired and man, I'm exhausted. And, and, and it's, it's easy as, as pastors, it's easy as, uh, as members of the congregation, it's easy because we all have, we all have fights. We all have battles. And, uh, but what I want to talk about this morning is is where are we planted and uh, see if we're not careful on where we're planted and where we're positioned. Then all it takes is a, is a slight wind blow. And the next thing you know, we're, we're blown from here to there and um, we're on one side or the other. And if we're not careful, we're not seeing the fruits of the spirit. We're not we're not able to see the blessings of God and. So I'm, I, I want to encourage you this morning on where have you been planted? I mean, we've been out of church now for two weeks and I'm hoping and praying that, you know, people aren't just using church to as a as a fueling station. And uh, I'm hoping that we're being filled um, by the spirit continually as the Bible would talk, would would uh, direct us to be. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that even as these times of separation from church family, that we're still drawing close to God because God is the most important um, relationship that we could ever work on. Uh, so I'm, I'm just hoping and praying for you guys that that your mind stay um, set on the things of God, that your heart stays set on the things of God. And one of the ways to do this is by being planted by the river. And uh, I, I got this. It, it started out. It started out with. Uh, in, in Psalms 141, where it, or Psalms 1, and it was talking about, blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the ungodly, and, and nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the, in the seats of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. When when it when is our season? You know, I've, I've I've asked I've asked God about this, and you know, when when is our season? When is our season? Our season is now. Our season is in the times of of turmoil and and tearing and and ripping apart and separation and tribulation and confusion. That that's our season. That is when that is when God's people. That's when God's people are to stand and be fruitful. That's when God's people are are to shine, to to be the to be the the lighthouse. That that's when God's people are to be called out and and to be shown and set as examples. But when we plant ourselves, and, and this is what this is what upnerves me a little bit. I, I believe that right now the churches have begun planting themselves in what the world is and what and what the world offers, but. You know, it's it's going to take 
it's going to take these times. And, and I was talking to another buddy of mine the other day. And as I was riding the motorcycle, just trying to enjoy myself. And But I get a phone call. So I end up talking to him for about 30 minutes. But we're, we're on the phone and we're talking about everything that's taking place in the world and, and, and what's going on. And we know that if we aren't stable in God, the world is going to pull us this way and that way. It's going to give us promises, broken promises. It's going to give us a false sense of hope and security. And, and when we rely on, on what the world possesses and what the world brings and presents to us, then we are going down a long, dark road. And, and God is requiring his people to be planted by the rivers of water, be planted by the river of God. We, we are to set our feet in the soil. It, it goes it talks about um, it talks about that tree that's being planted there, and the and, the, and its roots begin to spread out, and and you know it's, it, it doesn't become scared, and it's it's going to bring forth that fruit in its season, and its, its leaves shall not wither. That means our our hope will will not drain, and our faith will not wane. But as as things in in this world and in this life begin to blow these seasons of adversity, we are able to stand strong, and we're able to produce fruits, fruits that are going to be there forever, fruits that will not go away. They're, our leaves are not going to wither. People are going to be able to look at us and understand that there's something different about the church. And right now, the church isn't expressing the fullness of God. The church right now is tiptoeing in this corner and in that corner. And we're, we're scared to address this issue. And we're scared to stand against that issue. And, and God is calling his church right now. And, and I believe that there's a big shift right now in the spirit. And this is where we are right now. Everybody, everybody faces something and we're all going to face something, but it's okay to face that because if we are planted, if we are planted in church, you're going to have to hear this. If we are planted by the rivers of God, that is where we are to be stable. That is where we are to be set in our place and in our ways. We're not going to we're not going to take these alternative um, thought processes or these alternative ways and, and, and what the world says that we should do and what the world says that we shouldn't do. Where is our faith as the church? Where is our hearts as believers in God? What are we doing? Where are we? You know, we, and, and, and right now I'm, I sat under condemnation for a couple of days just going, you know, you're, you're telling everybody that we should keep the church open and we should do this and we should do that. But then I get I get caught up in the same stuff and the same garbage that everybody else does. And, oh, maybe we ought to be precautious and maybe we ought to do this. And I've heard people talk about this stuff before about using common sense. God, give us a brain and we should use common sense. And, yeah, we should use common sense, but their common sense should be common in the spirit. It's what the Holy Spirit is guiding us to. It's what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. It's what the Holy Spirit is leading us into. But we have gone so far away from the Holy Spirit, we don't know and we can't hear what it is that God is trying to speak to the church right now. We've We've tuned to a different station. I mean, and I'm guilty just like everybody else. We're all guilty in this. We all are looking for different things in our in 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 the news or what other people suggest or what other people think or what might happen and what could be and what this is and what that could you imagine if Peter would have thought this when Jesus said, Come. 
Could you imagine where Peter would have ended up if Jesus would have said, come, and he would have stood with the other 11 on the boat? Could you imagine what would have happened with the inauguration of the Holy Spirit? Because Peter was the one, Peter was the one that preached this. Peter was the one that opened up the heavens for the Holy Spirit to come. Peter was the one that said, hey, here he is. This is the one. This is this is that in which they were talking about. This is that. We're not drunk. This is that. This is the Holy Spirit. And, and right now the church isn't giving that to the world. The church don't even understand right now how to present even the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We don't even know how to present that to the world because we're so tied up in everything else that's caused us to go here and caused us to go there. But I believe that what God is speaking to the church right now is where where are we planted? What are we doing as a church? And not just us. I'm talking the church. I'm talking about the church, God's church. What are we doing what do we what do we present to the world? What do we represent to the world? We are supposed to be representatives of Christ. We are supposed to represent Christ to the earth. What are we doing? And and a lot of us because we are we we aren't really planted by the water. Oh, we're we're close. You know, it's this 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 thing came to my mind this morning while I was thinking about this, and you know. If, if there's a tree that we plant in the front yard that we have to go and we have to water. And, and church, hear me. If, if we plant this tree in the yard and we have to water that tree and that tree depends upon us to water it so that its leaves will flourish and that it will produce fruit in its season. If, if that tree depends on us, what happens? What happens if we don't show up? Then that tree is only going to produce what that tree can produce. But it's just like the church. If we're using the church building to come and to get watered, and that's the only place that we're getting watered, Man, it's no wonder that the Christian people and the Christian faith is so weak at this moment because we are we are relying on the men and the women that have been ordained and called by God to stand behind the pulpits and to water us. We, we rely on them to water us. And God is calling you and he's calling me to get closer to him, to, to be planted by the river of God, not be planted by the rivers of man where, where man's got to drag a 50 foot water hose and, and sprinkle some water for five minutes. I mean, can you imagine if we had to live on just two minutes of word from, from a pastor somewhere and that's all that we would gain? We would get, we would get that fruit but that fruit would only be just what is being able to be given to us by man. And, and I'm, I'm afraid that we're using the church for this. We're, we're using this church to go and get watered. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that we ought to go there and maybe maybe hear different revelation or, or be provoked and pricked in different ways and manners. But what happens? What happens if we plant ourselves? by the rivers of God. What happens if, if we if if we decide one day that this doesn't matter anymore? 
but my relationship with God, that my relationship with God is all that matters. But we are so tied up on doing church that we forget what it is to do a relationship with God. I mean, I would much rather be sitting by that constant river, by that constant river. Remember, I think it was in Ezekiel where it said as the river, that the as the rivers of God flowed, whatever the rivers touched brought life, brought fruit brought strength, sustained life. Man, can you imagine the constants of God's river flowing in our lives? Where are you planted, church? Where where are your feet planted? And, I, and I'm not saying this is easy because it's it's not easy. We face so many things in life. And I'm not saying that it's easy. But what I am saying is that there, there is a possibility. We, we, have, we have a choice that we can make. And that choice that we can make can be planted by the river. Man, I would just much rather be planted by the river instead of, instead of being set in a yard somewhere relying on. <laughs> man, if you're relying on me to get up in the morning to come out and water you every morning before I go to work. Trust and believe me when I tell you this, you're probably going to die. <laughs> you will you will probably go, every once in a while, I might give you a shot of water. I'll just be praying for rain for you because I feel like that I'm so tied up. I'm so busy. I can't. And, you know, but what if, what if we planted that tree beside the river of God and we begin to, we begin to watch that river and then what happens with, what happens then? What happens then when we we plant that tree and we begin to see that fruit? Hang on with me one second. I want to take you to another to another scripture. I want to take you to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, 7, it, it, it says this. It says this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, what are, what are you trusting in this morning? What are, what are you trusting? You're, you're, you're hoping that we can get back into church. You're hoping that that pastor can bring a word. We're, we're hoping that people can get back together again. What are, are you trusting in God? Or are you trusting in man? What are we trusting in? And it says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. And whose hope is the Lord. Our hope is God. Our hope is Jesus Christ. Our hope is Holy Spirit. That is our hope. We have no other hope. That is our only hope. And it goes on to say, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the rivers and will not fear when he comes. See, when we plant ourselves by the rivers of God, we are not in worry. We are not in fear. We're not scared of the heat. We're not worrying about the tribulations of life. We're not, we're not in the care of what the world's uh, controversial ideologies are. We're, we're, we're not backed against the wall from that. We are we spread out our roots by the rivers. 
and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green. Man, would you, I would love to see the church that no matter what takes place in this world, I would love to see the church shine like it should be shining. I would love to see the church being bright and beautiful like God is calling it to be without spot and without wrinkle. I would love to see that. I even got the dogs excited on that one. But, and we'll not be anxious in the year of drought. See, don't, don't be anxious. I mean, what, what's the purpose? What's the sense of being anxious? There's no reason to be anxious in the year of drought. But we'll want, it, it goes on to say this, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Man, if we, if we can find a way to plant ourselves by the rivers of God, you're not going to have to worry about the heat. You're not going to have to be anxious in the years of drought. You're always, you're gonna, your, your leaves are going to be green and bright and beautiful. You'll always continuously, you'll always continuously to, to cease or not cease from yielding fruit. You'll always be growing fruit of fruit that remains. I love that part when it talks about the a fruit, a fruit that will remain. I love that part because see, once you get a hold to that fruit, man, it should stay. You've worked so hard to, to grow that fruit. You, you've done so much to gain that fruit. Don't let it slip through your fingers because of, of what's taking place here and, and what's taking place there. This world, my friend, this world doesn't have anything to offer you, has absolutely nothing to offer you. Well, I, let, me, let me retract that statement. This world can only offer you death. That is the only thing this world can offer you is death. Yeah, we're here and we have to live, but there's a purpose for the church to be living in this time. And, you know, when I was talking to this guy the other day, he, he, he was exactly right. Man, we should be rejoicing. What an awesome time it is for the church to be alive and well in this season and in this time. But we better understand, we better be able to discern the hour in which we're in. Stop being Stop being swayed here and there. Get away from the division. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Get a vaccination. Don't get a vaccination. Go to the hospital. Don't go to the hospital. Don't come around. Don't go around. We got to get away from the division because it is it is division. It is something that is demonic. It's division. And the, even the churches, the churches have divided. We've got black church, white church, Hispanic church. We've got all of these different churches. And God is calling the whole church. Not, not these separate churches. He can't do these things with separation. He does these things in unity. What are we doing? Where are we planted? I want to go to Genesis real quick. and I'll, I'll pull it up just so that we've got it. But... I'm just excited. I'm excited about what God can do in our lives if we will just plant ourselves by the river of God. What, what an awesome opportunity that we have 
God's invited us in. We are adopted into the beloved. We are his chosen and, and he has called us together. What an awesome opportunity, but what are we doing with that opportunity? What are we doing? Uh, excuse me, I'm a blubbering mess again. I guess you're used to it by now. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2. And this is in uh, verses 10 through 14. Now, the, this, is, this is what's so important about being planted by the river of God. And then just stick with me a second. I'm I'm about to just let you guys go so you can enjoy your Sunday and 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 maybe even go out back and spend some more time with God. But we plant ourselves. We choose where we plant ourselves. And and we've planted ourselves in churches and whatnot. And and that's fine. And and that's where we should be planted. I mean, it, it's good to be around other people with with like mindedness. But I want to, I just want to push this into your spirit this morning that being planted by the river of God is way more important. It's way more prosperous for you to be planted there than for you to be planted around what the world offers, what opportunities are in the world. Starting at verse 10, it says, Now a river went out of Eden. Now this was a river. The river went out of Eden, and I, I've, I've done I've done a couple other teachings on this, but I'm not going to get into it this morning. But the, this river that come out of Eden, that come that come flowing out of Eden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. The name, and, and, and this is why this is important. Each one of these names, they mean something. So I'll, I'll just want to break these four down with you real quick, and then I'll let you go. Because I want you to understand what happens when you're planted by the river of God. And and, and, and I think what we've done as a, as a, as a church body, um, as Christ followers, as, as, as Christians, um, what I believe that we've done, we've gone and we've set beside one of these four rivers. But can I encourage you this morning to get to the head of the river and go to the main river that come out of Eden, get to the river of God, because if you can get to the river of God, then all of these, all of these will be a part for you. The first river we talk about is Pishon and Pishon means increase. I don't know about you. But I've been praying and I've been hoping and I've been wanting and I desire increase in my life. What kind of increase, Pastor? I don't know. You name it. What is what is what is your lack right now in your life? Where where are you just where are you stagnant in your life? Don't you want increase? Man, to be planted by the river of God. This comes out of the river of God. Increase the river of Bashan. The second one is Gahan. It means bursting forth. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm tired of being just leveled out. 
It seems like we go to a plateau and we don't want to grow anymore or we can't find a way to grow anymore and we just don't understand anymore. I believe this is part of half of the problem of why Christian people fall away from the faith because they get to a certain point and once they get to that certain point, then they end up falling away because there's nothing new. There's nothing There's nothing else gained. There's nothing else there to hope for. There's nothing else there to want for because what we're being taught is ideologies from behind the pulpit. We're not being taught theology. We're not being taught Godology. We're being taught ideology. And and what we tell people is, man, you come to church, you get saved and bang, everything is good. You're turned back. And But we don't believe in healing. We don't believe being baptized in the Holy Spirit. We don't believe in, in tithing. We don't believe in this. We don't believe. And, and what we're doing, we're just getting inside the Bible and we're pulling out portions of the Bible that we don't necessarily agree with or we believe in. And the only reason that you don't agree with it, the only reason that you don't believe in it is because you have not yet to experience it. But until you can get your seat and get your feet planted by the rivers of God, you'll never experience it until you can open yourself up to Holy Spirit and allow him because he was the one that was brought to us and was given to us to teach us and to reveal to us. And you're not going to be revealed to anything if you don't have the Holy Spirit. And I'm encouraging you today that you seek to find the Holy Spirit in you because he has been given to you by Jesus Christ. And it's for the purposes up to allowing heaven to increase on earth. I got sidetracked. But Gahan bursting forth. Man, I I, want to come out of this plateau. I don't want to be in a plateau no more. I want to burst forth. But how, how will we burst forth if we don't plant ourselves by the river of God? How is that going to happen? We might burst forth in this area, but then we find another area that we lack. Can I tell you that in God, there is wholeness. In God, there is completeness. In God, there is nothing. There is nothing that we lack. We have no need when we're planted by the river of God. The next one is Hittichel. Means accelerated. Oh. Oh. Man, I would love to just put my feet. I would love to put my feet in the water of Hittichel. That everything around us would begin to accelerate. Man, healing would begin to accelerate. Fruitfulness would begin to accelerate. The desire to be with God would begin to accelerate. Man, there's no more waiting. Your season is now. Your season has come forth. But we have to be planted, be planted by the river of God. And the last one is Euphrates, and it simply means fruit. Man, I don't know about you, but man, I would love to eat. I would love to eat of the fruit of God. Man, could you imagine the nourishments? Can you imagine its sustainability? Man, just to take one bite. But church, this is vital for us that we be planted planted by the rivers of God.
don't just go and find one branch off. Go to the head. <laughs> Plant yourself by the river of God. That you won't be pulled this way and you won't be pulled that way. But we can begin to represent ourselves as church again to the world. Man, this world is in desperate, dire need of a church. Not, not a building, not a pastor. We're, this... This world is in desperate need of a church, a church that will not waver, a church that will stand in all areas of life with Christ. But we've got to make that movement and we've got to decide inside of ourselves that we will be planted by the rivers and nothing will uproot us the winds won't blow us over. The heat won't wither our leaves. The enemy won't steal our fruits. So I'd like to encourage you this morning. Let's, let's be Christ-like. Let's, let's, let's be the conduits for heaven. The conduits for heaven. Man, I just, being in construction, I just see all these conduits coming down with wires coming through them. And you know what those wires bring? <laughs> those wires bring power. <laughs> but it, man, if we could be conduits of heaven and we could walk out and we could be the voice of God to people, if we, if we could represent Christ through the Holy Spirit. Man, we could see the blind eyes open and we could see we could see the lame walk. But you know what's more important? We can open up the gates to heaven and show people the love of God again. So that the world begins to turn. There there was a time that the world would come to the church. There was a time that the world would seek the church in times of trouble. Have you ever thought about why that was? Because the church didn't waver. But now the church, it, it, it was supposed to be a representative of heaven. We're supposed to be an image of God. But we have become a reflection of the world. And what we offer the world is the same thing that the world offers the church. And that's why now we stand where we stand as a church. We need to offer the power of the Holy Spirit again. We need the Holy Spirit to be, to be available in us. We need to be available to him. He can lead us and he can take us. And we can we can talk and we can do all the sermons we want and, and have some of the best praise and worship times. But until we open ourselves up and allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us with his power and his authority. So church this morning, be encouraged. Let's get back to church again. Let's let's we're gonna start Wednesday night, and uh, I'll be preaching on cooperating with the Holy Spirit. And uh, we we've got to get back to this. We 
I'm, I'm, I'm praying that God will spark a revival out of this teaching. Because without the Holy Spirit, we are incapable. Hear me. We are incapable of fulfilling the purposes of God in our lives and through our lives for the kingdom. Because God sent the Holy Spirit who has power and authority. And he knows the deep things of God. But we've got to tune in with him. So I don't want to start on that message. So just make sure you're on the right station because God's talking. I love you guys. I miss you. And Wednesday night, we're going to come back to it again. And uh, we're going to go after. Let's let's go after God. Let's, let's find this river and let's plan ourselves with God. Let's pray. Father. This morning, I am so, I'm just so beside myself because of your goodness and your faithfulness. God, you've, you have given us opportunity that we don't deserve. You've given us opportunity that we haven't even seen yet. But God, everything that we do in our life, we can't do without you. So I would ask, and this would be my prayer this morning, is that you would open our eyes. God, that we might be able to, to be focused on to be focused on the things of heaven, not focused on the things in this earth. Father, be be great in our lives. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would arrest each and every one of us. Literally arrest us. That we become so malleable that you can do with us what you choose to do. And that Christ would be glorified in it. We need to come away from ourselves, Father, less of us and more of you. This is the only way that you can be glorified because flesh can't glory. So, Father, this morning I ask that you would keep your hands upon your people, cause your face to shine upon them, bless them, show them the love and the compassion that you do so much so well. Give us a heart to receive and ears to hear and a mind to understand. And Father, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Y'all be careful today. Enjoy your day with the family. And we love you. Bye-bye.